0: Hello and welcome to the show. This is those conspiracy guys, true crime. We are those conspiracy guys. I'm Gordo. And I'm Paul. And uh, today we're talking about the Sodder children. Hmm. You may the have children heard of on, Sodder. You may have heard this on Spin Talk, true crime. It's an old Irish Spin myth FM.
1: about uh, some magical children that turn into I geese t-
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I flew south. I think we're talking about Spin FM. Was it an Irish myth? It's like no, it's a real station. Uh, yeah, we're on a radio station on Spin Talk uh, with Lauren. And uh, we're talking about this over the weekend. The Sodder children um really strange story some kids uh-huh. go missing uh but before we start i just want to tell you we're on uh all sorts of social media so if anything in this show comes jumps out at you and uh, makes you want to contact us you can email us info at those conspiracy guys we're on facebook facebook.com slash those conspiracy guys twitter at t conspiracy guys and we're on everything else the lifeblood of this show, the thing that makes it work, is patreon.com. So it's patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys where you can go on and you can get uh access to exclusive videos, uh behind the scenes vlogs, and you can join in with a Google Hangout where you get to come and talk to us. Uh all for like two dollars a month minimum. You can donate as much as you like. We have some crazy people donating some uh, crazy amounts. Uh, so patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. Uh, we also have a T public store where you can go and buy t shirts that have designs from our shows, from in jokes and little bits and pieces that we've talked about before on the show, and also hundreds of others, uh, that, that are kind of conspiracy minded, yeah. uh, conspiracy designed, uh, uh, pictures from people, very talented artists that are on the uh, T public. And we've kind of curated them all, all in one spot. So that's T public.com. Uh, Slash those conspiracy guys, you can head to our website as well. And on the website, we have everything that I just mentioned here and all the links and everything you need. Uh, So it's thoseconspiracyguys.com. And now we're going to talk about the solder
1: children, which Mm -hmm. is a really strange case, Paul, right? It is a strange case. It's uh, because when you get to the end and you go, possible out, possible theories of what could have happened, you go, well, that's that's they're all pretty weird. Yeah, it's only
0: well, it's really only kind of one ex- explanation as yeah. far as, as, well, that's far the as we thing. figured it out. The one explanation yeah.
1: that seems to make sense seems also seems incredibly far-fetched at the same time.
0: As well, yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's very strange. This is like uh, the original Madeleine McCann story. Yes. And uh, it started in 1945. So on a, on, a, on a quiet Christmas Eve, I might put in like... Christmas some, Eve? Some Christmas bells in this one. I think maybe, no, it's not well, appropriate. Uh, on Christmas Eve in 1945 in Fayetteville, West Virginia, the Soder family went to bed for the last time together Not in a weird way, but just like Mm. everyone went to bed, right? Uh, George and Jenny Sodder and their nine kids went to bed that night, and a fire supposedly claimed the lives of five of the nine Sodder children. But mystery has surrounded their deaths, and suggestions of illegal and suspicious activity have plagued this case uh, right up until right
1: now, because we're suspicious. Mm. This is fucking... Possibly bullshit. You have to understand why this story is still famous. Yeah. It's not because it's normal <laughs> yeah. and of the mill. So many kids
0: died. No, it's <laughs> uh, it's very odd. And apparently, these kids disappeared without a trace on Christmas Eve. Mm. And when, when I mean without a trace, like, their house burned down. Yes. And you should be able to find at least, like, an old rib bone or... Something. You know, something, an old metal watch around a around wrist bone. Like, I know like, this
1: much. If we, it came down to insurance money, there ain't no insurance company paying out on... Uh, Lack, complete lack of evidence yeah. that anyone was in a house fire.
0: Have a bag of dust. Yeah. Can you pay? Pay? That he used to be my used to be my cousin. Like that's not. It's not going to happen. But the thing is, these kids apparently totally evaporated. Yeah. In this fire, maybe kids were more flammable them days. They
1: just like Woof, like they were. Do that could I mean? have been it. What was what was uh, Christmas decorations made out of those days? It was. Um, I think it was toilet paper soaked in paraffin, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that? Uh, am I watching Goodfellas, wrong? Joe, yeah, Joe <laughs> Pesci style. Okay. Happy
0: fucking Christmas. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it, they, they are from Italy, in fact. They were from Sardinia.
1: Sardinia. Beautiful yeah. Sardinia. Yeah. Where the um, olives
0: grow fat. They moved to uh, they moved to the US in 1908. So
1: the Sardars... Okay, classic, like yeah. on a bow, Ellis Island... Like we talked about
0: in our mafia episode, I am episode. sick. I am
1: needy. Yeah, these people they,
0: like they had a shit time in Italy, and it was you know
1: bad old crack. And well, Mussolini and the the black shirts were tramping around the place. Yeah, we we storming to power. Yeah, and uh, Italy and was going it... through somewhat of a almost like a, a new Roman age where like fascism was starting to kick in. It was like everyone go back to feudal serfdom and this. Yeah, that the things worked back then. The, the unification of Hail Italy Caesar.
0: looked good on paper and yeah. looked good to everybody else. But to the people in Italy, they're all like, You all kind of hate each other from each Oh uh, yeah, we're we're owned now, and now we have to be forcibly, mm. forcibly joined, even though it's p- probably not to our economic benefit.
1: Okay, but not to not to hit Italy too hard. I mean, a lot of countries in Europe at the time were thinking, "Hey, let's go back to the singular dictator leader."
0: Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Few few places yeah. like um Germany and you know, but Germany. of them? They wouldn't
1: have even been. Mm. A, oh yes, that's right. No, they were.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's pre World War One stuff. So they're mm. they're the, these kind of uh, socioeconomic. Uh, paradigms were just being batted around and it was a, it was a Europe that was trying to find itself. Yes. But in the meantime, uh, people still needed a dinner every day. <laughs> and it wasn't happening for a lot of people in Italy. So George was like, Hey, am i gonna go to the new world uh, and make a, make a new life for myself. And, uh, he hopped on a, hopped on a boat and he came to the US and he, uh, him and his brother, uh, moved to the United States and he, he started up as a railroad worker and a coal haulier and he, he, he made like a fairly decent business. He had like a couple of coal trucks. I would have assumed he opened
1: a pizzeria. Yeah. Making
0: calzones. <laughs> no? You can't do that and amb- be like with a with a like a coal haulier's hands, you know? That's true. That's you get true. loads of like all the you can over the calzones and they're all covered in black That's shite. sooty. Yeah. It's not good. Uh so after he he made his little business and after a while he married an Italian beauty called Jenny Cipriani, and they had nine children in the space of just under 20 years. So they were fairly busy.
1: Hey, Jenny Sip, bring them gams over
0: here. <laughs> hey, you got a, you got a nice plot, Jenny. It's a nice. You pins. She's she beautiful. But like, to be honest, when they're having like ten, nine kids or uh, 10, well, 10 kids. In, Look, they're Catholics. In 20 years, he was kind of just waiting for the doctor to get out of the
1: way, like oh. uh, after the baby was
0: born, just... Hey, come on, knock over move aside. It's been uh, like a month.
1: Like if you're listening Quick. to this and you're not a Catholic, yeah. here's how Catholicism works. No pulling out. Yeah, you're not allowed. That's it. Rule number one, no pulling out. The seed shall not be spilled. No divorce, no abortion, no pulling out yeah. on anything ever. Yeah. Never yeah. question your faith. No pulling out.
0: Yeah, like bury all the kids in the septic <laughs> tank and deny, deny, deny. Force your guilt
1: deep inside you. Don't let it out. Yeah. Jesus,
0: happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's not, there's 10 kids and mm. uh, the oldest of which at the time of this tragedy had, had been abroad, mm. had been away uh, uh, in the army. And there was nine kids living in the house. And it's coming up to Christmas Eve, you know. Mm. Uh, I assume
1: these are nine kids. So we're like talking two like, years apart, kind of spread yeah, well, like butter.
0: The, the oldest was John at 23. And then there's a, a bit of a gap. Ah, <laughs> yeah, and the next one was uh, Marion seventeen, and then George Junior sixteen, right? Morris fourteen, yeah. Martha twelve, yeah. Louis ten, yeah. Jenny eight, yeah. Betty six, yeah. And then the youngest Sylvia three. My God, George yeah.
1: got more fertile the older he got.
0: Yeah, he got, he he banged it a two years, but well, he gave her a bit of a gap, I suppose, for a year.
1: He did. I say Pregnant he gave her a gap. He in walk through, walkthrough.
0: Pregnant for a year and then live alone for a year. Um. So yeah, it was it was uh it was a pretty busy house. I would know? imagine. So Christmas time, there's nine kids in the house. Mm-hmm. And at 12.30 a.m. on the morning of the 25th, uh, so Christmas morning, just past midnight, Jenny, the mother, heard hmm. uh, uh, the house phone ringing. And she's oh. like, how can we afford a house
1: phone? Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's I'm, uh, I'm like, when is this again?
0: No, yeah. yeah. She, she heard the house phone ringing and she, she got up out of bed and went down to answer it. And all her children were asleep. -hmm. They were all asleep, so there was nobody like up and bopping around. There was no like kids messing with candles or matches, or so you're wondering like, Mm. what's going on? Right, the phone's ringing. It's Christmas. All my people are here. (gasps) Oh my god, John! Oh my god, what happened to John? Like a mother's worry would immediately go to the son that I have a son away in the military, and some shit happens at Christmas, and like, oh my god, John! It ran down, answered the phone, and it was a woman. Okay. On the phone. And she asked for someone that didn't live there. And Jenny didn't know the name or recognize the name.
1: Did you get and, a lot of wrong numbers in 1945? Yeah, because you're calling Your phone like, number's not like, one, two, three. Yeah. That's my number. My number's four, two, seven. Hey, call me. Uh, my number's
0: four. <laughs> yeah. It's number nine. Uh, no, but you're ringing up and you're going like, uh, connect me to, connect me to like Fayetteville 717. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, So you're like, five, 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 seven, one, seven, two, three, one, three or whatever you know like the so movies. less
1: chance of calling wrong numbers and stuff well yeah you know like who you're fucking
0: ringing but at the, at the same time you're talking about a switchboard and putting you through now caller yeah and the, the woman is like pulling a, a, at midnight on Christmas Eve yeah she's like fucking hammered probably like she's like <laughs> a few champagnes she's like I can't believe Mr. Papadopoulos is making us work on Christmas <laughs> and she has her hair all done up and she's like I gotta go out and meet my best boy he's bringing me out for Christmas time yeah or there's a woman, she's just like frazzled from having to get a load of Christmas presents and go like, oh, this new Santa thing that people invented is really annoying. And she's pulling these things out of the walls, like the wires and going, "Put it through now, call her. Yeah. And like sticking them in the wrong hole. So she's just fucking stuck it in the wrong hole. Mm. Got to the Sauter's house. And when Jenny picked up the phone, on the other end of the phone, there was a woman asking for somebody that Jenny didn't know. Okay. And there was loads of like party noises in the background. Not unreasonable. So like, yeah, she's it's like, Christmas Eve. what the fuck? What the fuck? Mm. And Jenny said, no, nobody here. And then the woman was like roaring, laughing, and then hung up. I like Uh that's a bit bit weird in itself. Yes. But like later on, I'll I'll come back to this point, but later on, it could be someone was just checking to see if they were all in the house. Ah. Do you know? Maybe, maybe, Mm. maybe. Chalk it down. So when Jenny hung up the phone, she looked around and she saw that the doors were unusually locked and the lights were left on. And the windows were open, and you know it was just like the kids at all were all playing mm-hmm. because Marion had come home. She hadn't
1: put the kids to bed herself. No, okay. No.
0: Marion had come uh, home from work, and she had a bunch of presents for the kids. Mm-hmm. And they did like a Christmas Eve, like let's open, open one money. present, yeah, you know. I that, yeah. And we was playing with all the kids and. They all just went to bed, and the front door was like everything was unlocked. And I know what's like the you know. Whatever. And they lived on
1: a bit of a farmstead, so yeah, big family like that had a bit had a, an acre or two. Yeah, so you're talking about like
0: post-war America, mm-hmm. almost post-war or whatever, and uh, you know everything is safe. You're feeling a bit like yeah, you know, fuck you, Jerry, and uh, you could think yeah, it's safe enough to it's safe enough to to leave the door open or whatever. But she was like, no, the doors are open, the windows are open, the like everything is out. This is very weird. The kids aren't usually like this. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of intimating that maybe like they were drugged somehow or maybe they
1: were. My goodness. Do you know? Yeah. It's weird. It's Well, weird. something weird happened because yeah, they, like she never saw them in their beds though. I, I, I wonder that. She's saying like, because what we're hearing now is uh, they were all in bed. Phone ring She gets up to answer the phone. Notices that like everything's still on. Yeah, like that classic thing where if, imagine if you just walked into your living like room, Mary room Celeste and everything. Like- yeah, exactly, Mary Celeste thing. So she's she's not like certain they're in their bed. She just does a classic mother's thing, not really thinking anything terrible could be happening. She goes, "Silly dopes, all went to bed without turning the lights off." Yeah, fucking. That's the last Christmas. Christmas I let them stay up late. Yeah, right. So she knocks all the lights off, closes the door. Yeah, everything's shut down. Yeah, it goes, uh, goes back to bed. It goes back to bed. Does it it's be Christmas halfway? morning soon? The dad's not going to get up and open presents yes. with him in the morning. She's got to do it. Yeah, so you got to get some sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. So, presuming the kids are all in their bed. Now, I don't know, at this point, it could already be gone.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah, she hasn't confirmed that for herself. She just, like, rightly assumes that that's yeah. probably what's happening.
0: So, at 1am, mm-hmm. Jenny woke up. She's just in a light doze, and she was woken up again by the strange sound of an object that hit the roof. Oh, And it wasn't Rudolph's hooves. For well, we don't for, sure, for sure, for sure. Well, oh, I mean, okay. you know, don't let the kids listen to this. And uh, a weird object hit the roof, mm-hmm. like sounded like a metal, something metal, hit the roof and made like a real weird scraping sound as it rolled down the top of the roof. Ah, right. And what can only be presumed to be like, say, like a firebomb or fire or grenade.
1: Yeah, Molotov cocktail. A Molotov cocktail, or Basically some kind prepared. of thing,
0: uh, some kind of thing in a in a tin can, or some kind of mm-hmm. you know. And she was like, "Oh, that's a weird thing." You know, it could be anything. It could be you know, a bit of bit of rubbish or a, t- mm-hmm. a slate falling off the roof, or whatever. Who
1: knows? I'm in bed at one in the morning. And yeah, I'm fuck it. It's Christmas. Go, like, I'm rolling this. over and going
0: back to sleep. So after another half an hour or so, she woke up again, mm-hmm. and there was the smell of smoke, and the house is filled with smoke. Oh,
1: that's
0: not good. Yeah. So she got up then, and she ran around. She tried to. uh uh, she tried to see if, you know, we could get the kids out. She had Sylvia, the youngest, was in the bed with her and George. Right and she ran into the uh, the room that George used as his office mm-hmm. and it was ablaze. But it was at the front of the house, the office. So it was easy to, if someone was going to throw some shit into the window or throw some shit like on the roof, uh-huh. this was the place that would be on fire. Yeah. So the whole office was ablaze and pretty soon the whole the house, house is was burning ablaze. top down. Top down. Oh, that's not good if you're sleeping in your beds. Hmm. So the smoke is hitting everybody. Uh, so uh, Sylvia, who was in the bed with uh, Jenny and George, mm-hmm. obviously was was brought out. And then as the shouts went up, "The house on fire! The house on fire!" <laughs> uh, Martha and George Junior leapt up out of the bed. Yeah, and and came down right up to get out of the house. Obviously because it's on fire. Mm-hmm. But uh, Morris, Martha, Louis, Jenny, and Betty were still apparently allegedly in their beds. Yeah. If they were indeed in their
1: beds, the middle five kids,
0: yeah. So these five kids in the middle uh, were supposedly like, it, you know, asleep, and maybe the smoke had
1: Overpowered made them, them, yeah, them yeah, overpowered them. made oh, them unconscious, or you
0: know, made them drowsy, which is what happened. Like, yeah. you're more off, you're more likely to die of suffocation before you burn to death in a house fire, mm-hmm. right? The smoke is going to take you over the carbon monoxide, you go unconscious, and it's game over. So George Junior said that he. Uh, tried to climb the staircase to the attic bedrooms where the kids were. Right. So you're talking about. Oh, they're like, in the attic? Yeah, like a firebomb on the roof. Where's it going to go first? Uh... Right. So, uh, he said that he, he tried to get back up the staircase. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hero. One of them small upper staircases to go up to an attic. Yeah. Uh, very vertical or yeah. whatever. And he said that, uh, he, he tried to get into the attic bedroom and he called them. Mm-hmm. He said that he, he claimed that he had gone into the attic to try and save them, but later, changed his statement and said that he only called up the stairs he didn't actually go up Right. right so right. he said I went up the stairs and I saw them all in the beds so I was like come on guys and none of them would get up so he just like left and they were asleep or whatever but then he, he, he changed Change his statement story. later on because that's what you would say because you were like George George don't go into the house it's burning yeah. George and he's like no Ma I'm gonna save the, I'm gonna save uh, uh, Morris and Martha and Louie and Benny I'm I'm gonna do it Ma don't stop me and he's running up the thing and, re- and he gets to the bottom of the stairs and there's like and giant flames licking off the thing and he's like fuck this shit and he's out yeah. like he's like
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you know, sorry
1: Louis." <laughs> like instinctive reaction yeah, <laughs> turns like, and runs from the giant fire to this like
0: so he ran and then they were like, Well, it's like, Yeah, well, I got at the top of the stairs, mom. I've seen them. They were all lying in the bed. I called them and they wouldn't come out. Like, and then goes, No, actually, I didn't see anybody. Right. I didn't see anyone in their beds. I didn't even make it up the stairs. So it's quite possible that they weren't even in the beds at that time.
1: Yeah, we have no confirmation of that because yeah. the mom didn't really see them when she woke up to answer the phone for that weird phone call. Yeah. And then uh, George Jr. didn't really see them because he never really went upstairs. He just said he did. Yeah. I don't, you know, again, you know. Presumptuousness. Yes. So, when Jenny then tried to phone for
0: help, their phone didn't work. So, so imagine this, right? Jenny's waking up. Ah, smoke, fire, fire, kids, 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 come on, come on. So, Martha gets up, George Jr. gets up, George Sr. gets up, and, and uh, Jenny has small Sylvia in her arms running down the stairs. Mm. So, she tried to f- pick up the phone to call the, the, the fire brigade, and the phone is like, tap, you know, you tap
1: on the little thing. Hello? There's no dial tone, George. So between 12.30 she got the weird phone call yeah and this is maybe about 1.30 now the house is on fire I'd say I'd say a little bit a little bit before 1.30 yeah right so in less than an hour the phone broke that's unfortunate it is but you know what that's unfortunate, but these type of weird situations.
0: Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Get, maybe, that one. No, exactly. but get that
1: one out of the way of the busted
0: phone. Okay. So what happens next? Maybe you're one who was on the switchboard, putting the wrong yokes in the wrong holes, like got a little bit too drunk in that hour. She had a couple of extra drinks and she mm-hmm. fell and pulled all the wires out of the <laughs> short of, out the of the switchboard, <laughs> switchboard. Or she spilled a glass of champagne. And was like, Oh my God, Mr. Papadopoulos is going to kill me. Right. Uh, I don't know why she's Jewish, but. And, uh <laughs> she is so, now. yeah uh, so Marion uh the, the oldest girl was like don't worry ma I'm gonna run to the neighbors mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna call so she ran ran to the uh to the neighbor's house right to make a call and while she was doing that someone in the car saw the flames mm-hmm. and tried from another house to call the emergency services uh, uh f- from a, a tavern that was nearby right oh so you're talking about like a Christmas time pub yeah and you're going in it's like hello hello emergency services hey uh yeah we we uh, there's a fire there's a, yeah it's over at the solder's house yeah huge the old solder place the old solder place up on uh, up on elm <laughs> uh and they fucking they ra- like so there was a bunch of people ringing the emergency service going solder house is on fire right and uh, Marion went to the neighbors and also rang but there was no way George or the family could have any kind of help for themselves they couldn't like. They couldn't put out the flame or have any kind of mm. remedy to the place being on fire. Usually you'd have like a fire extinguisher or I don't know. But Today you would, of course. Yeah, yeah. They, had, they had shit like that in 45, you know.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, maybe it wasn't in every house, but at least you have a fucking bucket of water or, a, you know, yeah. a yoke of sand. But what happened was mm. they couldn't get any kind of help all around the house. To try and get up to the roof to try and get the kids out or to try and put the fire out, right? So there's a big water barrel that's near the house, but it was frozen solid, so no water. Okay. So he tried to get his ladder and climb up to the second floor to get in through the window, the attic window, to get the kids out. Okay. But the ladder was missing. Huh. So his ladder was gone. He then tried to get his one of his coal trucks that was parked in the parked in the yard and he tried to back the coal truck up and then climb up on it because it was mm-hmm. as high as the roof, and then jump okay, up yeah. on the yeah, roof that's from good idea. there and he tried to start the the coal truck and it wouldn't start
1: double huh
0: so he's like oh, fuck it, I fucking have another coal truck because I own a coal business that's true okay and he went to go and get the other coal truck to back that up to the roof and he tried to start that and I was like <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't start
1: either triple huh
0: yeah it's fucked a bit right and uh the house like obviously The fire raged through the house and it was, you know, Christmas time. And in those days, there was a lot of like taffeta and and gingham Mm -hmm. and very, 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 very flammable type uh, uh, clothes. And, uh, you know, it was all made of wood and stuff like that. So the house burned and collapsed in 45 minutes. Good God. And the local fire chief, F.J. Morris, kind of had to apologize to the family and say like... So
1: wait, the fire was burning itself out after like an hour.
0: Yeah. It burned through most of the fuel. There must have been some kind of accelerant. Right. If it was that fast right yes uh and the, the fire chief said sorry i i couldn't i couldn't you know we couldn't get to the house even though a bunch of people rang from like a pub and mm. you know the neighbors and stuff like where that." where were the
1: firemen well it suppose it's christmas eve it's christmas eve we're right, yeah. having
0: a few drinky poos and maybe the chief had a couple of drinky poos because he said oh. yeah um yeah and sorry sorry mrs Thotta. i had a couple of
1: drinks i wasn't able to drive the uh the fire engine yeah and this isn't a uh, an urban area this would be one of those like country yeah, firemen it's, it's duties. Enti- yeah like volunteer firemen they're like greengrocers who work as firemen yeah they get the call and they're all like, like heroically so. Johnny, Tommy you know yeah. let's go but they're not like some of them would be actually in the fire station ready to slide down the pole waiting for a call but also a 45 minute like burn time oh yeah there's nothing they could
0: do like fuck man like mm. something something seriously was on fire there so phone no
1: good water no good Ladder. Co- coal tr- ladder gone. Cold trucks not starting. And uh, access through windows. Impossible. Impossible. Going upstairs. Impossible. So no one could get into that attic.
0: No one could get near where the kids were supposed to be.
1: So they were just like standing outside the house hearing the kids screaming? No, as... no, no, no screams, no. You yeah, what? No, no, no screams. That's the thing. No, one of them would have not been no, no, they were, they were rendered all... unconscious in their sleep. They were all, they were all... In fact, they were in the attic if like... If they, they would have been woken up before like it would have been more likely that uh, anyone on the, the lower floor would have been overcome with the smoke before they were woken up by the sound or heat of the fire whereas if you're in the attic where the, the fire started on the roof you're more likely to be woken up first aren't you? From the flames maybe yeah All but right. uh, I would think
0: the smoke would get you first if you were because the hot air rises the closer you are to it yeah the hot air rises maybe like the I smoke should have risen
1: off the roof into the sky <laughs>
0: yeah maybe it's weird hmm. it's a weird set of circumstances so tell me, yeah, tell us what you, what, what you found out about the fire department then. Because like, uh, when I was reading, I was like, Morris seemed like a bit inept. And like, <clears throat> for me in that first part, I'm not, you know, getting off the fence now or anything, but it's like, a lot of suspicious... Stuff like Stuff has happened. Like, the kids haven't been seen, they, they went to bed without, you know, turning off the lights and closing the doors. And then the ladder's missing, the trucks won't start, the, mm-hmm. the you know, God froze the water like, in the barrel so that they couldn't put out the... Like, oh, God, you conspiracy. <laughs> like, it's it's that kind of stuff where you're, you're kind of going, like, nobody saw them. Yeah, this is a little too much now. A little too much. Mm-hmm. So so you're in the fire
1: department, these guys were, were kind of a, a to blame, really. Well, in a sense. Okay, look, I'm going to fight for the fire department Go here. On. These are a volunteer fire fire service. Yeah. So like you said, they're, they're working on their jobs. It's now Christmas Day, technically. Yeah. Right? It's one in the morning on Christmas Day. It's understandable that they, you know, are a little late to the scene. Mm. About you know eight hours late, <laughs> so the, they did not get there for eight hours. Yeah, to the scene about eight a.m. Uh, and okay, look, they've missed the fire. Like I said, the house burned down in, in forty five minutes. Yeah, so realistically, probably not much they could have done anyway. But the very least they can do is once they get to the scene of a burnt down house, you investigate the fire. Yeah, do
0: some do some arson investigation
1: or some uh, you know yeah, it was an electrical wire. That's what. The, funny you should say that. Why? Because they investigate the area and now... Uh, who knows what happened with the phone, right? Because everything's destroyed. It's hard to tell why the phone wasn't working. Yeah, but they surmise that this house fire was started from faulty electrical wiring.
0: Right. No malice.
1: They hear the story like they're told. Jenny explains how she heard something hit the roof in the weird phone call. They say, "No, no, no, that doesn't that doesn't sound like arson to us. It sounds like an electrical fire." Hmm. But that rankles with George a little bit because George had only a few months earlier had the house rewired for wow. winter time coming. Yeah, so, so so he was very confident that the wiring in the house had been working perfectly, right. and had been recently repaired. Uh, and what's even weirder than that is that the family report that the Christmas lights around the house were still on during the fire. That it was only when the house began to collapse, when it was when it was overtaken by fire, that the Christmas lights, as with everything else, were destroyed.
0: Right. So you are saying when they're running out through a burning house, if it was an electrical fault, something mm-hmm. would have tripped the switch, and it'd be running out in the dark exactly right now maybe maybe someone out there in podcast land can tell us in 1945 did they have such a thing as a trip switch i don't know maybe they, like i know they have fuses and stuff like that but did they have those kind of safety contingencies in the system where if something would short if a fire out, had
1: burned through a, a wire or something it
0: would have shut itself off yeah or even if something sparked like in order to stop a fire breaking out mm. that it would like kill the current so that you can't have minimise, an electrical fire yeah, start the,
1: for a thing that's still working and on. Exactly, yeah. To minimise yeah. the the the. Well, that's what that's what rankles with the solder family George especially Ooh. is that he's saying I I just don't believe it can be that because the fire's still there. But here's where
0: it gets even. Imagine you're running out like, and the place's
1: on fire, and your Christmas tree lights are still going. Like, yeah, I fucking hate Christmas. <laughs>
0: well, that's like, weird that's enough, terrible. but then imagine
1: like like a day later, the the fire investigator comes to you and says. I'll tell you what it was an electrical fire and you go no it couldn't have been an electrical fire because the lights were on that's how we got out of the house the, 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 we turned the lights on and ran out of the house if it was an electrical fire why did the lights work and allow us to switch on the lights in the hallway and run out of the house yeah that's fucked and why would they say that then why would they say that the the, the fire department uh i guess are being met with a bit of a clusterfuck here mm. because again they're a volunteer force they, they're not maybe brilliant at what they're doing but None of this seems to make sense so far. Did they find any of the bodies of the kids? They did not. Fuck. Not a single okay. bone. Now, that is somewhat unusual because in that area, that exact fire department had had a fire a few years earlier where seven people were killed in a house fire and they found the remains of all seven people. As you would. So they do have some experience with this, with finding bodies after a fire's burned. And yet they sift through the rubble of this house and they can't find a single, a single shred of evidence that there was anyone inside of it.
0: Jet fuel can't melt kids' bones. So I hear. Yeah.
1: I've seen many a meme. So they're, so they're
0: gone. The kids are gone.
1: Like are dust. Evaporated. Dust. dust- <laughs> dustified. But the entire house wasn't dustified. Yeah, it took 45 minutes to burn. Yeah, so th- it didn't, but there had it to didn't completely some kind of immolate everything. Yeah, it had to be some Except kind of accelerant. Apparently, apparently the kids were the, thing, the only thing in the house that was completely immolated. Oh. <sighs> hmm. Did it's the house not burn down into its foundations? It did. So we, they, as classic with these large houses, there was a the basement uh, foundations mm. and the house kind of collapsed itself into the basement. This is where they sifted through the rubble and, and found no no and found bones, no bones at all. You know, obviously, you have to, if you can't put yourself in a position of George Sotter here, who's probably going out of his mind, uh, you know, face number one by the tragedy. But then nothing that he's being told is making any sense. He kind of makes a snap decision at this point, which is not the best decision in the world, which is he fills in, the foundations of the house with he, earth oh fuck he just bulldozed he just it? bulldozed earth and said cover it up and let's start again uh, let's also, not investigate
0: why my child's bones are not fucking finally
1: visible well he's it? been told that the kids That's were completely meant, yeah. he's been told they're powdered they're powdered in there there's no way we'll ever be able to sift the bones out so this is your final resting place for your kids so he just fills it in like, it like in. a big house sized grave exactly exactly oh, a wow. testament to his lost children. But the questions still remain. Here's the problem. A, you have to deal with the fact that all your children are dead. B, you have all of these weird events surrounding it that's being ignored by the police and the fire department. But the fire department like
0: issued death certificates for all the kids if they say, yeah, the kids died from the fire. You know, mm. they're officially dead now.
1: Exactly. The Fuck. fire department as they should do after sifting through soot, wash their hands of it <laughs> straight away afterwards. <laughs> They've got children's bone dust on their hands. <laughs> yeah, and you got to leave it there so you can, uh, can make a grave. So, the Soder family and your are left in this uh, sort of a limbo land where yeah. they're not 100% or probably even 10% on board with the official story now of what's, what's happened that night.
0: Yeah, I mean like, of course you wouldn't be if you just got the house rewired and then you're running out to Christmas lights and then they go, it was the electricity and you're like, Listen, motherfucker. Like, I the the lights. I was turning on the lights, and I was running out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe it either. Mm. And and so the 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 fire marshals. That was like definitely their um their mo. Like that was their explanation of the electricity. Was That's there not, it, five
1: days later? Death certificates done. Official report filed.
0: Right. Game over. Was there not? Was there not? Like an inspection of the wires outside of the house or whatever to see, like why why did the phone
1: not work? Yeah, exactly. When they tried to ring for help. But the lights were working. Yeah. Why did the phone not work? Well, it turns out, as is classic in these situations, if your phone was working an hour ago and then your house is on fire and your phone stops working, chances are someone cut the line. Yeah. Hmm. That is what happened. Someone cut the line. No way. Hmm. So like, who, like. Who would do such yeah, a thing? Yeah, who done that shit? Like, at the moment now, you're you're sort of racking up uh, a lot of hits that say something nefarious went on here. Some foul play was involved. Hmm. Was it anything to do with the woman that called? Well, as with the, all the details of this case, law enforcement were were really quick to tie this one up. Yeah, whenever whenever a red flag pops up, it was very, a black guy. Very quickly, it's bulldozed over. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 found out who it was. They they found a guy who was a a neighbor of the solder's, a local man who said that he was going over there. He was possibly doing a robbery, stealing a ladder. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he said that he went and freezing that water as well, and freezing the water yeah. with the touch. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Bobby Drake. So he uh, he threw a ladder up against the wall, got up and cut the phone line which he thought was the electricity line right which is very odd i don't understand why i'd I, you'd probably be better off cutting the electricity the phone line than the electricity line if you're robbing the place <laughs> yeah right? you still want to have lights on see you're what, a you're, what in, you're stealing yeah you're in a, a farm that's uh, yeah. situated sort of isolated and you go to rob it and you think yeah i don't want them having any lights but i do want them to have the ability to call the police but if, they, if
0: they hadn't if they hadn't got any lights like they would have died in the darkness
1: they wouldn't have been able to get out of the house then. Exactly. If that guy had actually cut the right wire and taken the lights out and left the phone, everyone would have died. The entire family would be gone in yeah. the fire. Like Jenny, the mother herself, even said that in, in an interview in 1968, she said, "If the the power had been cut that night when she woke up and and smelled the smoke and saw the fire and it called to the rest of the family, if the if, if the power had not been working, they would never have been able to find their way out of the house." So
0: that's like the neighbor cut the lines, presuming that the house would be in darkness mm. while. To steal a ladder from outside. And, and install a ladder mm. and then the place went on fire. Mm. So he thought he was cutting electricity
1: lines. Well, yeah, remember, like like Jenny's awake at 12.30 answering the phone call and yeah. the fire kicks off at, at 1 so a.m. He, so, he, like, so, so in some sort of tiny window between 12.30 in the evening when she was awake walking around the house but to 1 a.m. when a fire starts on the roof of the house, this guy shows up to rob the house but instead cuts the phone line. When he was trying to cut the power line yeah. and then steals the ladder. So while Jenny's walking around the house between half twelve and one,
0: mm-hmm. uh, answering phone calls, probably getting a drink of water and go back to bed for one o'clock. Because she was already like lying down for a few minutes, half asleep, and then she hears some scraping mm-hmm. on the roof. So in those few minutes, this lad was pulling a ladder out from under its hiding place under the house, mm-hmm. climbing up a pole, cutting the line, climbing back down again, and then fucking off with the ladder.
1: Yeah. And this guy for, gets so, done for... So did he not see anybody like firing a firebomb up at the top of the house? Well, I mean, if you were a police detective and you were told that the, the, the people inside a building are reporting to you that they believe it was foul play because they heard um, possibly an incendiary device being being tossed on top of the house and then you have a guy that like admits to being within that area within the half an hour period in which that happened, admits to be carrying out a crime while he's in that area and then you charge that guy for stealing a ladder and some criminal damage and then let him go. Yeah. But to me, if I was police, that would sting to me like, well, hang on me. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Do you, know you think it's a huge coincidence that you yeah. came up to this farm that night on Christmas Eve and within a half an hour, some other random person who wasn't you showed up and threw a fire firebomb in the house? Yeah, that's fucked. Hmm. That is weird. And like Jenny
0: Soder couldn't. After being presented with all this information, couldn't believe like that her kids were.
1: Yeah, George, I, I guess lost it a little bit yeah. by by bulldozing In Jenny was the one that held firm to. She was the one talking about the lights and uh, how the Christmas lights were still working. And so still it couldn't believe nineteen sixty eight about. Yeah, it, this yeah. was a big story. This was yeah. This this story was going around because essentially at this point, what you have is Jenny maintaining the fact that she doesn't believe that her children died in that fire. Yeah, she believes something believe. else happened to them. I
0: don't believe they did. Mm. That's mad. But like the fact that. Um, you know, you're, you're going to need like over a thousand degrees. Like I think it's like 1100 degrees or something to of concentrated crematorium style heat. Yeah. How do you turn a person to, into dust? Yeah. But it takes like a few hours. Right. And you put somebody like you put them in a they're in a cardboard box. And then when you heat them, the like fat people burn hotter. Right. But shorter. So you have to burn fat people for longer to get the bones to go. Because the fat goes at a certain temperature, and then it turns to oil, and then to evaporate the oil, do you know, Um like cremating somebody to dust,
1: yeah,
0: takes a long time in the high heat. Hmm. Like it wouldn't not forty five minutes
1: I, in a house fire that failed to burn through chairs and, and yeah, other this is furniture.
0: Some World Trade Center seven shit right yeah. here. Like this
1: is fucking do you know. But also, it's nineteen forty five, and this is a family that are an immigrant family like first yeah. generation immigrant family
0: and they were Italian as well so like mm-hmm. they were probably more flammable in West Virginia of, because of all born and raised <laughs> uh, Take like home. <laughs> um, yeah they're Italian so they probably like have a lot more kind of flammable oils in their body and that's stuff true. like that from the food and, that's true you know mm. uh, that's what that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I think like, it didn't make any, any sense to, to anyone. I'm Jenny, yeah. She's going at the like, time, Fuck that shit, it man.
1: became like it's such a, a, a cause celebrate an exciting case. Yeah. That I think a lot of people were looking at the facts of this case and going, something's not right here. But what's even, for me, what what striking me the most is not right here is the apparent cover-up. Yeah, from like the if, fire if, department. If the fire department come in and gone, jeez, that's weird. We didn't find any bones. If the fire mm. department come in and gone, jeez, that's weird that like, the lights were still on when we believe it was an electrical fire yeah oh that's weird that we caught this guy who said he was there and cut the, the phone line but was trying to cut the power line and stole a ladder all of which are very important yeah keep that keep content the information, information to the fire yeah uh, all of which connect to the fire and they've kind of papered over all of these things
0: a little bit I remember you saying on the on the radio that there was a like an inspector that the soldiers hired.
1: Yes, they hired a fellow named C.C. Tinsley. Right. What a cool name that guy has. Uh, and they hired him, a, a, a private investigator, a private dick, you see? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and they hired him because they believe now that the children weren't in the house when the fire started. So they're going, what happened? Because yeah. the police and fire department aren't listening to us. They think someone might have, the reason the, doors, the door was unlocked when she came downstairs was because maybe someone had entered the house, the reason the lights were on, someone had entered the house, had abducted the children who were by them, those children those five children were by themselves in the attic room so yeah. someone could have bypassed all the, the the middle floor of the house where the parents and the older children were sleeping yeah. gone up to the ad- attic abducted the children take them out and then covered their tracks by setting fire to the house yeah in that half hour yeah because if it's something very, to do with the, if very, it's something to do with the phone or, call or, or then even, you make the phone call yeah. and if someone's watching like I don't know a guy on a ladder yeah um, <laughs> Well, I mean, but over, <laughs> over by the phone lines, over by yeah, a lamppost yeah, yeah. down the street. But uh, 14 feet up there. If you see, she wakes up, answers the phone, and then switches off the lights in the house and goes back to bed. Mm. You then know that that's your, your moment to strike. Well, I put it to you, sir, <gasps> that perchance,
0: perhaps, yeah. because she never checked the children's bedrooms, and because George Jr. never ran up the stairs when the fire was on to check, that they could have had way more way more time like if everyone in the house goes to bed at 10 o'clock
1: uh-huh they could have been gone before the phone call yeah they could have been gone hours before that the phone call was just to check that they hadn't found them yet yeah to maybe check if like you them. ring and if if someone's missing five children they answer the phone they'd be like jenny is that my kids hello yes yeah, if they hadn't called the police already yes and they're all like right they haven't called the police so they haven't found them torch it so torch they torch the w- place they ring up and go like hello is Benaventancio there and she goes there's no one here by that name and you start laughing because you realise oh they haven't worked it out yet yeah this is a dark tale yeah it's fucked up man
0: what did C.C. C. Oh. Tinsley do then
1: well Tinsley begins as a lot of investigators would do he begins with the scene yeah so he goes straight to the scene of the crime and uh, begins uh, digging around the area now not exactly where the house was but nearby he finds a, a box buried in the ground and when he opens the box brace yourself alright what he finds is a bunch of old lottery tickets. Well, he finds what can only be described as some biological material. Oh shit, man! It wasn't like uh, George Junior's like
0: like jerk off towel or something, was it? It was
1: not quite that biological. It's like no, John he- Bane
0: Ramsey's basement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. I have a
0: suitcase here that seems to have uh, Ramsey
1: semen in it. Yeah, the clasp is all sticky. <laughs> yeah. So, what 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 was the biological material? He finds a box with what is essentially a piece of meat inside of it. Oh no, what's the meat? Like a finger? Like, the we mi- we have your kids. The meat... Yeah. ...is a beef liver. It's the liver of a cow. What? Hmm. It's ah, getting weird, right? Yeah, it's getting why, really weird. why is you that there? This? Well, it turns out... Now, remember what we spoke of earlier about... Um, there apparently seeming to be some sort of cover-up going on with the, the the police and the fire department. Yeah,
0: but you can understand like in, in an ineptitude of a fire department turning up eight hours late to a, like a five five alarm fire where five kids died. You're like,
1: oh, sorry. Like on Christmas Day. Cover-up, cover-up.
0: Mm. Do you know? You but can yeah, understand they're like, like, that they're trying don't to Don't make it
1: a big story. Make up for it. Mm. But how do you factor this in then? It turns out that it was the fire chief, F.J. Morris, oh. <laughs> who was the one that put the beef liver in the box and buried it and he came forward to say that he'd done this when the box was found and said that the reason he'd done it was to try and give the family some closure was to try and give George and and Jenny some closure oh Christ to find some remains he's he's
0: like digging through the, the covered in basement Yes The death scene of five kids Yes And he, and he can't find a trace he of anything He creeps back in later on at night And get, buy, goes to a fucking butcher's And buys mm-hmm. something that looks like a child's heart
1: Yes, exactly Buys a, a piece of raw. meat Raw Yeah, raw A bloody piece of meat And puts it into a box Puts it into a box And hides it So
0: that when they find a box they're like What's the heart of one of the children That yes. somehow It's some remains Somehow some got into a box Uncooked from <laughs> a fire With powdered bones Hmm This lad seems like a fucking dope. This part of the story is like... Like a kind-hearted dope or a beef-livered
1: dope. uh, uh, It's nonsensical madness. Yeah. One can only assume this is someone who's losing their grip on reality that, like... Like, that kind of a punt is insane. Yeah, who would believe, who would believe that? So they, so they went and tested it and go, oh my God, is this the heart of one of my children?
0: And they tested it. Yeah, it so C.C. C.
1: Tinsley like, cut off two or three slices of <laughs> it and then he fried them up with some onions <laughs> uh, and, and a little bit of bacon, a little we strip got, of bacon. we got to soak this child's
0: heart in milk before we try and yeah. eat it.
1: That is fucking... And then he put it on a piece of toast and he ate it while mm. the family sat there with bated breath. And he finished and he said, what you got here is some beef, liver." That is fucking mental. This ain't no piece of a child. This is some beef level. So what do you say to
0: F.J. Morris after he's done that? You're like, Morris, what the The fuck fuck are you doing? Trying to lie to us and tell us that our our child's uncooked heart... Made it into a small box. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you trying to do? And he's like, I'm sorry, George. I was just trying to give you something to bury. Yeah, I just, I just wanted you to have something on one of your kids. And you're like, you fuck. I've, oh, after paying this Tinsley, had a load of
1: money to go look at her. You fucking mm. arsehole. But this, this twist in the case now is enough to, to kind of, I guess. Reopen it or reinvigorate. Yeah, to, well, but yeah, to reinvigorate George out of his stupor. Cause I think okay. it, up to this point, George is a little bit, Jenny's the, the driving force behind in this investigation. Yeah. George is a bit out on his feet, but this, kind of wakes him up to the fact that there's something not right at all going on here something super nefarious so he comes around to this idea that maybe the children are still alive somewhere but it took a few years for Mm. this to happen like I I was reading about some some certain eyewitnesses
0: like when this thing broke Mm -hmm. there was loads of people going right five kids like one small
1: four year old child Burn
0: to nothing. Like you can,
1: you can, you can. You can Bones n- lost somewhere in the ash. Well, you
0: can hide, you can hide a small four-year-old child, like shave its head or color its hair. Or oh, you mean if you kidnap them? To, yeah, exactly. If mm-hmm. you were kidnapping somebody, you could, you, you know, one is easy. Five yeah. is like, you know, if there's anyone out there with kids, you know how fucking annoying it is to have, you know, more, like more
1: than two. Yeah. Uh, Plus if an APB goes out that says. Uh, yeah.
0: Five, hey, five Italian looking kids. You're looking for you some know?
1: shifty so-and-sos with yeah. five kids that don't really look like them. Yeah, that's easy to spot. <laughs> exactly, in a lot of ways. Uh, there was, there was some. But remember, no APB went out because the police and the fire department they were dead. That's hand the thing, in hand on this, The like case was closed. Uh, Twelve hours after the fire, the case was closed. Yeah, that's the thing. There was no, there was no
0: inquest. There was no like mm-hmm. man searcher. There was no. And and follow up investigations that were promised never yeah. really materialized. Well, there was a couple of eyewitnesses at the time that were going like, "I heard, hey, I heard about that fire over in Fayetteville? Five little kids burnt to death, see, man, because it was forty-five, but, you
1: know." But the story was also going around that, "Hey, did you hear the mystery? Maybe the kids uh, are yeah. still alive." No, they
0: found a heart in a box. <laughs> so there was a there was an eyewitness called Ida Kruthfeld. Oh, and That's a she, nice name. she she who she ran a, a Charleston hotel. Uh, she claimed to have seen the children a week after the fire and uh, because they came into her hotel uh, after midnight uh, with a man of what can only be described as Italian extraction. So I'm guessing, you know, like the sallow skin and uh, a quaff of hair with like a white stripe in it and then a very a very long uh, lapeled shirt mm-hmm. and a silk tie with a, a, you know...
1: A lot of chest hair. Yeah. Uh, and he came in... A nice medallion.
0: Hey, I, buy, I, want, I want a room over here. <laughs> Uh, Joe Pesci? No, no. Uh, but he, he came in with these five kids and he began uh, talking rapidly to them in Italian. Mm-hmm. And they saw
1: their children could speak Italian. Saw, yeah,
0: because, mm-hmm. the, you know, daddy's Italian, mommy's Italian. Mm-hmm. They, they, they saw uh, the people of the hotel looking at them and he's like, hey, how it? yeah, Come in the morning, morning. Like, get the fuck, you know, and the kids are like, <gasps> a bit sketch. And then they left very early in the morning before anyone got up and didn't have their bed and breakfast. They just checked into the hotel after midnight and left before breakfast. So like six, seven hours of, Of head down, do you know? Uh, classic moving kidnap children around, kind of (laughs) thing. Get in, get out. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, early bird. And another woman in St. Louis said that Martha, uh, the 12 year old, was held in a a, a convent there. And this is one of the things that reinvigorated the investigation in 1949 that George Soder heard of these reports of, you know, a young girl who looked like, uh, who looked like one of his kids or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, th- that there was a picture of her doing ballet, and he he saw this picture. He's like, "Yeah, that's that's my daughter," you know, who oh. had grown up like by four years. Uh, Martha was also held in a convent, and then two other people in a bar were also heard to be discussing the fire and how they had committed the crime, and it was all the details. When they went, to, when the people who heard it went to the police, uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, this and that and this," but that had proved to be false because they had only read the details in the paper, and they were. Trying to get their fifteen minutes or whatever, and another family in Florida had children that looked very similar to the missing Solder children, and they had to prove to the authorities that the children were were theirs. Oh, because the solders had Tinsley, like you know, they, they look like it. Like
1: get them; they're in Florida, you know. So authorities in other states were, we're taking it somewhat we're, seriously. Yes, we're, we're but at the, least local with the, the local police and the local fire department were just washing this over. Yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening. As if I don't know someone. Someone was... Paid him
0: off. Paid him off. Hmm. Yeah. So we, we, like, there is there is a point towards somebody doing it. Yes. And and why? Hmm. Who knows? But in 1949, there was an excavation on the basement because George her after all these reports... So four from, years later. Yeah. Just all these reports of other places all around the country where the kids they were being They started a proper seen, investigation. And, the, and the, uh, the FBI and local council were being appealed to by George. Uh, he saw, like I said, a ballet dancer in a magazine that looked like his daughter. And he's like, my kids are still alive, man. Like mm-hmm. that fucking Egypt put a, put a, 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 you know, a beef liver in a box and told me it was their heart. Like, I don't believe this shit anymore. And he got Oscar Hunter, who's a Washington, D.C. pathologist, to supervise a search of this burnt house. And uh, some coins and a dictionary were found, as well as some small bone fragments that were determined to be human vertebrae. Huh. Right? So they found these human vertebrae and they were sent to the Smithsonian Institute and were confirmed to be human and from the same person. But you're talking about four years later. Okay, in an in a, uh, a kind of a, a, an open uh, crime scene, like a big open uh, hole in the ground. Well, not a hole in the ground, but like a filled in yeah. rubble, bullshit kind of. Uh, uh, but
1: George had written to uh, to J Edgar Hoover. He was like, mm. he was making waves now. So again, if it was you think a national there's, story. There's someone point. behind this. If there really was a kidnapping yeah. or a murder or something that took place here, this is the kind of thing that would spur you into into some action. If you're like, this guy's making too much noise. Yeah, we got to quiet him down. See, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so the human vertebrae were inspected, and uh, what are called the traverse recesses, which are the bits you know where uh, just at the top of your arse crack, the bones kind of jut out, mm-hmm. like you have like a Nicki Minaj booty. Yes, so these are your traverse recesses uh, were fused together. So when your 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 vertebrae fuse like that, it means that you're of an older age because kids yes. th- they don't have that fusing. Uh, a fusion of the bones yet because they're still growing and separating or whatever so this said that the bones of this person was at least 18 if not 20 years of age and the oldest of the kids that were uh like apparently uh burned in the fire was morris of 14 so Uh unless morris was a very mature Mm. uh, young man hyper mature hyper mature of six years and he had fused his bones together uh, I know. I when I was fourteen, I was fusing the bone off myself, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't make my vertebrae stick together.
1: No, it's it made just, other stuff stick together, yeah. but just not my vertebrae. So I mean, but this, uh, this testing was done by like the Smithsonian. Yeah, so you can fairly rely on it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure like the Smithsonian are calling up like George. Th- had, like, it's going, an independent. Was your oldest son seven foot tall? Did he go through a massive growth spurt and then that? No, he didn't. Okay, then yeah. that's not your kids. Yeah, that's what bones we find. But this, in is the fire. Four,
0: this is four years later. So who's to get like a couple of a couple of vertebrae from some? some mook they had whacked off
1: and they just go like, This is it again. Toss that in. Like, and who could that be? We don't know. All we know for sure is is that the fire chief had definitely tampered with the scene. Definitely. With the the, the meat box. Yeah.
0: So And then really tried to play it off. Like let a private investigator find it and do all that stuff mm-hmm. and hope it would just go away and the sodders would go, okay, closure. Mm. But they didn't. They fought back, yeah. Now, I don't know, Paul, we've been in- mm. in- intimating or insinuating that it may have had something to do with uh, some kind of an Italian connection.
1: Yes. But... Well, the kids were spotted with it, the Italian people, right? Yeah, so, so the family obviously are Italian. Some, it and more than a coincidence, that.
0: Surely. So you would presume, with the, the mysterious nature and kind of, uh, I don't know, professional execution of this uh, uh, fire with the cutting of the lines and the hiding of the ladder and all this, like, taking the, the starters out of the two coal trucks so they couldn't start, like, this premeditated uh, precision... It kind of looks like a a hit. It kind of looks like a, a, a an operation or a jab. Yeah, quite a, a complicated-ish one. So in the years previous, and you're talking about 1945, so it's like around World War Two time, and Mussolini had just been hung off the bridge. Uh, George Soder, who was a Sardinian, uh, he was uh, saying, uh, you know, uh, uh, he he was publicly. Advocating his disdain for Mussolini okay. and his rule over Italy during World War II and had been seen in like strong arguments with some of the other immigrant community in the local area and other guys who were Mussolini supporters who had emigrated to America
1: who were right going oh. uh, back home in the old country. So this is like when you get like uh, an Asian on an Asian triad killing in your local yes. area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone, who like... someone who doesn't, someone who doesn't weigh in
0: with the rest of the community, you know. Mm-hmm. And in 1945, in October. So this is like three months before the fire. Yes. A life insurance salesman threatened George Soder at his front door. Oh, my. Uh, that his house would, quote, go up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. And this was after a short exchange that they had on the doorstep. And the salesman had been told to leave. And, uh, he, you know, he was trying to insure his life. He's like, the other way the math you do is like, hmm, that's a nice house. Be a shame if something happened to it. Would yeah. you like to buy insurance? Yeah. Like, in other words, pay me money or I'll burn your house down. Yeah. That kind of got a bit Peter griffin there, didn't it? It did. Yeah. But
1: for all we know, that guy was from
0: Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you, you, you want to make sure that your house don't burn down there? <laughs> yeah, see? yeah. Uh, So, yeah, the oldest son mm-hmm. uh, had seen, uh, well, like uh, George... George Jr., who's the oldest son at the time, John was away in, in, at the war. Mm. So, uh, George Jr. had seen a car parked on the highway near the house, cause you're out in the country now a little bit, uh, and he'd seen a, a car parked out in the highway in the weeks before Christmas that year. And there was a ca, another car that the younger kids had seen and witnessed, like said to people, there's a car maybe following us on the way to and from school. Oh, like slow stalking them in the street. Yeah, like some, some, uh, uh casing the joint. Uh, some Johnny Gosh type yeah, shit, you know, like rolling up and down. So it seems like it was a kind of a cased out, well executed operation to take these five kids Mm -hmm. as a punishment for George Soder going around and saying like, oh yeah, you know, fuck Mussolini and you know, the Italians, boo. And all the lads all around were like, that Soder guy, he's saying some some shit about the home country. Mm. So maybe like they all got together and go, here George is, is making us all look bad. He's making Italians look bad, and you're looking at a time like from our Italian mafia episode. Like these guys are already well organized. Yeah, they're they're after infiltrating like all the unions, all the big cities. Like if you had a dissenter in the ranks,
1: he had to be got rid of. Mm-hmm. There was a a Sicilian kind of a yeah, kind of mindset, a vibe. Of there. That. Yeah. So
0: I'm I'm saying like, w- why not just
1: kill George? Why take the five kids? That's the, that's the antithesis of this. There is a argument. kind of a stretch there. I agree with it that. Is a stretch I, I, I have to that feeling in my gut too, where I'm like, I can see George is like, at this point, he's searching for reasons mm. why. And the the most threatening interactions he's ever had was with this ex Mussolini supporting community. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, this expat community. So I can understand why, in his head, that seems the most viable option. Yeah. To, 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 to me though it seems it, as crazy as a beef liver in a box though so yeah it's equally as yeah as it's equally maddening. as crazy but it's it's
0: more close to finding not <laughs> finding any bones like in the fucking dust mm-hmm. or some guys were following you around and in a mafia style hit your house was burnt down do you know like the guy that the the insurance salesman was hard to have said as he walked away from the house, uh this is up for all the dirty remarks you've
1: be making about Mussolini. Oh. Do you know? That was no insurance salesman.
0: Yeah, like, I mean...
1: That's like some idiot who owns like a a, a store in uh, yeah. in New Jersey or whatever, and then the mafia comes to shake him down, and he goes, "You guys are the worst insurance salesman ever." And like, dude, this isn't really insurance. Oh my god, this guy is so stupid. What can it's, I do with this guy? This waste disposal guys
0: are coming over here every two weeks looking for money.
1: Yeah, he yeah. goes, "You were a pearly run waste management company. Like,
0: we don't actually do waste management. What is wrong with this guy?" It's a front. I know it's an affront to my senses too. Like it's shitty, right? That that that, that you can't. There's no
1: way to put your finger on it and go like well, that. so far nothing seems to make sense like so I can understand concrete. I can understand why there's lots of um, sightings of them because like with the Man and McCann case that seems to happen yes, yes. once it, once a story becomes like newsworthy across the whole country yeah. they were getting these like where, where was it North Carolina and uh, uh, Missouri all these different yeah. places that they were getting Florida. these. Uh, yeah all these different places they were getting these these hits from so I can understand some of them could have been wrong some of them or not even some of them most of them had to be wrong <laughs> the kids yeah. couldn't be everywhere at once but uh, every every theory so far is a bit like
0: Uh yeah but in in the late 60s there was a small break in the case like tell us ah, about that
1: I don't know if I'd call this a break in the case what I would call this is an addition to the incredible weirdness that's been going on so far so you may have heard of certain cases like um J.C. Lee Dugard, yes, was it or, uh, from our uh, Joseph Fritzel episode, yes, yeah. and uh, other Natasha Campuche, yes, other other people who have been kidnapped, mm. and I guess this is the Johnny Gosh even came yeah, back to his mother yeah. to see him. Yeah, this is even like the the, the beautiful slash horrible thing. Maybe if a child gets abducted, is that you don't want the parents to live forever in 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 limbo wondering what happened yeah. to them. Um, but at the same time, it you know it it seems like madness for them to not just get over it and believe that someday my kids are still out there. Maybe someday when they're fifty and they've got the kids of their own, they'll call me up and say, "Hey, mom, I'm alive." Yeah, it seems like madness if, if someone was to say it's that. It's an to awful weight to hold over your it is yeah over your life. Like having said that, mm. in 1967 in uh, Houston, Texas, uh, a, a man came forward claiming to be Lewis Sutter, one of the kidnapped children. So the ten-year-old Lewis. Uh, at the time, would now in 1967 be 32 years old. So a 32-year-old man uh, came forward and and he confessed to being Lewis Sotter. Mm. Not only did he or confess, to be.
0: Not only did he confess, but he used to get drunk and in the bars around where he was living uh, in Texas, uh, he would grab people and be hammered and just be like, Do you know who I am? I'm one of those kids that died in the fire. I'm not allowed to go back because the Italian man said... That they fucking blow me? Mm-hmm. Oh, blow me away, I mean. <laughs> like, that's, that was the story of what of what Lewis Sutter was doing, or they alleged Lewis Sutter. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine being that kid and knowing that you can't go back because, like, phew, you know? Yeah. That's mad.
1: That is. But <laughs> it gets even weirder again because the mother Jenny uh, at one point received a letter in the mail from a person, a different person, claiming to be Lewis, but this one postmarked from Kentucky. Uh, and I had, weird a, a, people and this there, one came man. with a photo of the person, so that they could compare if if it was them. Uh, and she believed from the photo, hard to tell because I mean you're talking about uh, twenty two years at this point of yeah. aging, very hard to tell. Uh, so, but she believed that like the the age looked to be correct, and that there was an eerie similarity to the the, the facial structure mm. of this this photo that they received from Kentucky. She flips the photo over, and written on the back of it uh, is Lewis Sodder I love brother Frankie little boys A90132 is this I love brother Frankie say relax
0: it must be is that what that what kind of a note is that to have on the back of a photograph Mm -hmm.
1: what does the number mean the number could mean any anything Uh. like if you take it as a A90132 yeah It doesn't mean anything But the handwriting was a bit fucked up uh, Taken as A90135 Yeah Which it also looked like That is uh, uh, an address uh, for Palermo Italy <gasps> In Sicily So uh, Zing Perpignano In 183 Palermo so as A nine zero one three two, it could be like a passport number or a Such
0: an address, or it could number, be like a locker number in, uh, a, in a station a somewhere. Bank account <laughs>
1: number. It just didn't seem to trace to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is there is a, a an address in in Palermo, in Italy, of P A nine zero one three five. Hmm. So if it's that, then it connects to Sicily, but they were Sardinian.
0: Yeah, but Sicily would lead to the narrative that it's like a mafia hit job and blah blah blah. You mm.
1: know. Hmm. That's fucked. Or a man. kidnapping. Yeah, that is weird. Because according to these photos and these older, what are we talking about now, here, uh, 67, these are these are people saying, I'm your grown-up child. Yeah. Remember, the Sotters, we might have jumped quickly through that. Understand that from 1949, from when he gets the, the investigation reopened, but no new uh, breakthroughs are found, except where they find the bones, but then a few years later, that's then shot down by the Smithsonian Institute. Yeah. Then they have to go silent for for 17 years. They don't get any kind of breakthroughs in the case. Until suddenly two people kind of at the same time come forward where they get these two leads. One that Lewis could live in Kentucky, in Capital City, Kentucky, or one that he could be somewhere in Palermo in Sicily.
0: Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> That's ghost, man. Mm. So where where does this take us then? Where's, what's the end for the Sodders?
1: Like- uh, well, I mean, they tried to investigate the, the, both of those leads. Yeah. They investigated Kentucky. They hired another private investigator and sent him out to Kentucky to see what he could find. He never returned. They never heard from him again. Fuck. So either he ran off with the money, or or he got clipped by the he found mob. something he, he wasn't supposed to find.
0: Wow, that's mad. Mm. And then like the the ones that were left over, so we have uh, Marion, well, John, Sylvia.
1: The heartbreaking thing is Sylvia was the youngest. Yeah, the three year old. Yeah, at the time of the fire, mm-hmm. Sylvia's the only one left of the Satter family now. So Sylvia Satter Paxton, she's she's been married. Uh, she's the last living Satter child, uh, and uh, she she says that it kind of broke the family that George. Obviously, <laughs> half of them were killed, but George and Jenny couldn't kind of never really got over it. And they, they went to their graves, you know, yearning for an answer, even yeah. if even if the answer was the kids were dead, yearning for an answer. But they, they always wanted confirm, confirmative proof that they had lost their children. Yeah. The, like, a beef parents, liver in a box is not enough. Yeah, right? They couldn't give up on the idea that they could have been still alive because why would they?
0: Yeah, that's fucked, man. And like she's done loads of obviously like true crime uh, <laughs> seminars or conferences. Yeah, and she, stuff like she that. said
1: that she uh, she promised her mother that she wouldn't let the story die without yeah. trying to find some resolution that she owed it to her siblings.
0: But there's no real way
1: now to ever find.
0: Like, there's no DNA. Like the George Sauter and Jenny Sutter leave DNA to be matched up. Well, you could people. still get it through Sylvia. Uh, yeah, I guess. But you need like if you had like parental DNA to be a better match and Mm -hmm. and, and try and find, someone will eventually come forward on a deathbed and go, I am the missing solder child, you know, but it seems very much like, you know, Anastasia Romanoff, like, you know, the, the Sarah Nicholas, like the, the one child that escaped and loads of people have claimed like, oh, it's Anastasia, this is Anastasia, you know, Mm -hmm. or even Madeleine McCann, like it's, they're trying to draw um, uh, similarities between her weird, like pupil, the black thing that in her eye that leaks is the same as something that uh, I think John D. Rockefeller has as well and they need like a DNA match there's all these like crazy 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 as, as, as long as the thing goes the crazier the stories get mm-hmm. you know So,
1: but like you said there about uh, you know the only way that the case could break through now is if maybe one of the solder children actually really really did come forward and say I'm convinced I'm a solder child and test my DNA against Sylvia's to see if it's true I was yeah. a kid that was kidnapped and taken to, to Sicily
0: so where's the, where's when the, the lad he from Texas why is, he not, why is he not doing that you know
1: I'm just, well, it's mm-hmm. in the 60s
0: like so, like huge attention has been paid to this case, and especially since like this new true crime renaissance that we've been going through over the last maybe six five five years like mm-hmm. and since serial came out and and the likes of uh, uh making a murder and these I had nations, personally like, never
1: heard of this case until uh, some of our listeners started requesting it yeah, absolutely as a topic. We have some people out there that were asking
0: for this one that's been on the list for a long time,
1: and it's so it's so yeah. weird this case yeah. I'm amazed that I hadn't heard about it before because yeah. I'm like, this is the most abnormal like, murder mystery. But it's not even a murder mystery. It's, it's a house fire. It begins with just a normal house fire and then just gets incredibly fucking weird from there. Very, very weird. Um, yeah, so,
0: like, I mean, like, true crime is now, like, uh, kind of, you'd say, it's like, a new rock and roll. There's a, a huge resurgence in it. And it's always been around and there's always been these History Channel things or mm. Snapped Women Who Kill or there's always been, like, some kind of murder Forensic show detectives or yes. was, my, uh, was my bag. And there's so many murders and we're going to be handling... As many as we can on our true crime episode. Like mm-hmm. hopefully this this stuff will go weekly. Because it's only going to be in an hour. It's not like a huge amount of extra research. And when we go full time, like it's going to be uh you know, a, a, an easier <laughs> an easier podcast to make uh along with those conspiracy guys, like conspiracy type shows. Mm-hmm. Um But this is probably going to be one of the the most unsolvy unsolvable uh... that's but the worst thing is it's almost like it's almost solved. You can go like, yeah, it was the fucking Mafia. And just like explain it away as the Mafia. Yes. But then you can't either. You there know?
1: was someone covering stuff up along the way. Because yeah. if there hadn't have been, it feels like a breakthrough could have been made somewhere. Okay. Off the fence, Paul. Off the fence time. Do you think it was the Mafia? <sighs> all the all the, all the the evidence I'm, considered. I'm very skeptical about George Sodders. But then I, maybe I would have liked to have talked to George Sodder and hear him say, no, really. Like if you were in the room with me with these Mussolini supporters and you heard the vitriol out of them. Doing something this twisted wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility. But for me, it almost seems unbelievable that uh, he would be killed over his Mussolini beliefs. Yeah. Now, the the story about the insurance man coming to the door and threatening the house to burn down and that, that seems a lot more connected. Yeah. So the idea that maybe the Italian community were going throughout their own across America, because we did our Mafia episode and we yeah. read a lot about what the Mafia were like in 1945. And if they were going through the area, like shaking down their own for protection money essentially, for, you know, a tribute yeah. paid up. Uh, I could see them exacting some revenge to to send out a message to... The rest of us. To scare people, yeah, 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 yeah. To, to even, you know, just to crack down on a guy who'd piss them off. Uh, I could see them pulling that off. My thing is, it seems very obvious that the guy with the ladder knows a lot more than the police ever tried to get out of him. And they never asked any more questions. Charge him with stealing a ladder. And he was a neighbour. Yeah. That's madness. So he was known in the town. And so <clears throat> for me, uh, the guy with the ladder was key. It seems to me that someone paid him off to cut the power line. Yeah. Make sure the whole family died. There was no witnesses uh, to cover up the fact that five children have been kidnapped. I, I'm going with the thing that, that if there's no bones found and then if the fire chief, who seems a weirdo, is for some reason hiding boxes of beef liver around yeah. around the, the scene of the fire, they're trying to cover the fact that there's no remains. Yeah, that's weird. It seems like people knew. Like the guy who cut the, the wires and took the ladder, he knew that the fire was going to break out that yeah. night. Yeah the The police chief that that tried to hide remains, or whoever went back and hid the vertebrae of a much older person, there. Yeah. They they knew that those children weren't there, <laughs> and that there was there was zero chance of someone finding a bone or something from one of those children. It's four years a piece later, of hair, like a piece of DNA. Yeah. yeah. So they someone knows for sure that the kids weren't in the house, mm. and that to me says the kids weren't in the house. If I had put my my money on it, the kids weren't in the house that night. They were like you said. Actually, I, I didn't think about it, but like you said, they were probably gone before she got before up to she the even phone. got up to answer the phone before yeah. the guy had. Had then wait for her to go back to bed and then cut the phone line before any of that happened. The children were probably gone. Yeah, um, I concur. Yeah, and I think and to think in your head of going like, but why wouldn't they at some point have contacted the family or tried to go back to the family? I remember in our in our Vatican episode, we learned about three hundred thousand odd babies that in Spain had been taken away from their parents and sold off through by, through a Catholic Church adoption yeah. system, had been taken by priests and nuns and sold off to more godly worthy people yeah. than their own parents forcibly taken off their
0: parents and in ireland the same like the nuns would come yeah. and take kids off of uh teenage mothers and sell them to to and rich and sell them stuff.
1: not give it to sell them yeah. to to more godly people and like a lot of those people like the vast majority of those three hundred thousand people in spain or whatever number in ireland never kind of came never realized you know what i mean never came back yeah yeah and and it's possible that a lot of these other children just didn't kind of remember what had happened to them or
0: or they wouldn't know. Like they're like, this is my reality now. Or, or yeah. like we have a thing at the moment now that's going on. It's a scandal called the Chum, uh Massacre, where there was seven hundred and eighty something uh, uh, babies' bodies found in a septic tank at the back of a, uh, a workhouse. Uh, yeah, kind of a mother and child home that was run by the Bonsacours uh, Nuns' Order. So it was a holy order of nuns. Translation, Good Secours. The quote-unquote, uh, took care of, uh, you know, young young mothers who were pregnant or their wedlock or who were estranged from their husbands or whatever at the time. And they 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 just, like, snapped the of 800 babies and threw them in a, a fucking hole in the ground. Like, in Washington, D.C., in the last month, there was a, 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 wide, a, a statewide alert that said, or a, a, what would you call it, a principality-wide alert saying don't let your kids out in the street at night because there's a fucking massive, like, raft of people stealing kids now. (laughs) Like, after Christmas, the paedophiles went crazy, like, kidnapping kids. And the people in Washington DC was told, don't let your kids out the street because they will be most probably abducted, Mm. especially if they're good-looking. Yeah. Like, keep your good-looking kids in. And all the ugly kids were like, yes, the streets are ours. Like... (laughs) That's happening today with today's technologies. Mm-hmm. With today's like amber alert system and like smartphones and immediate communication where you're not waiting eight hours for a fire engine and where you're not, you know, uh uh having like a, a crime scene investigator like fucking going, okay, tamper with the evidence. Like it's all forensic, scientific, technological and yet still that shit is happening and those kids will never be found or never come home. Mm-hmm. So how how hard is it to believe that Five kids were kidnapped in 1945.
1: And sold off. You could probably get a and just, grand
0: for each kid. Yeah, Well, not even sold off, but just, like, taken away and, and you know, this is punishment enough, like, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Very odd. And some of the stuff, like, yeah, that neighbor guy, like, definitely,
1: you mean, could you definitely see, way more suspicious. Could you thing. see it as a material crime, though? As, as in, like, instead of going into your house and stealing your whatever, I'm going to, like... Steal, steal your kids, steal the sell kids. them on through the, the black market human trafficking game. they were all then of that, and burn your house down. So that yeah. there's just no evidence that it ever happened. They were all of that age, like, do you know, of the age of yeah, the, trafficable, the, 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 trafficable
0: age. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do think there was something to do with it. So, I don't know if it was in fact the mafia that did it, but it, de- it definitely was someone of so off the fence. Local, were the kids in the house? I think they were fire?
1: gone before the phone rang. Okay. Do you so you believe Jenny's version of events that the fire was started? At like one o'clock and it burned down and... Well, that um, it wasn't an electrical fire.
0: I, I believe, yeah, it wasn't an electrical fire. It was started by like an incendiary device, mm-hmm. according to the evidence that I've seen. But who knows, man, maybe Jenny Sauter was in on the whole thing. Maybe she wanted, to, you know, to get away from like having so many fucking kids because George is out at work and she's raising nine kids and she's like, fuck this. She's like, I'd love half as many as this. Yeah, I'd love half as many. How much will I get for them? And, you know, paper the front room, mm-hmm. get a new suite of furniture, swap onto the babies for a new washing machine or something. Like, who knows what what's going on. But according to the, you know, the evidence. Your gut. What does your gut tell you? Gut tells me they were abducted. There's no fucking bones, man.
1: And if you had to, if you, who does your gut tell you would do an abduction?
0: By all accounts, mm-hmm. like Mussolini supporters. Maybe not the mafia, but definitely like people of of his community. The Italian immigrant community, yeah, that community that he had pissed off. That and more than likely the crime element in that community. That were, were old school were and did the old way. Yeah. They were mafiosi. So, I, I, you know, one would presume that that's how it goes, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I would concur with the stuff that you're saying as well. The same,
1: like the weird... The fire chief? What did you say about the him? The fire chief's a fucking dope. He's just a dope but Do you think he must be been in on it? Was he paid off or no, why was think, he acting like
0: that? I think he, he was He was embarrassed at his inaction that night or he'd had a couple of drinks and he was like, yeah, I need to do something to help because I feel like partially responsible because, you know, I was on call, but I was really on... Death
1: certificates filed? Five days after the fire?
0: Yeah, he'll he'll do all that stuff to to avoid, like, an embarrassment. Like, he's a a public figure. He's obviously getting some perks for being Ah. the fire chief. So he's got a
1: separate story that explains why he did his own motives, which are stupid things he did, but...
0: I want to feather my own nest, Mm. and I want to keep my nest feathered. So if I fucking say, yeah, it was my fault that five children died because I had a few drinks and I couldn't drive the fire engine, like you'd be fucking strung up for that shit. So
1: you think he was trying to help the Sodder family accept what had happened and move on by burying the box of yeah, meat? Yeah, and... to
0: accept, to let the community accept it. Because if ah. the Sodders oh, accepted it's it... Oh, the story's
1: getting bigger and bigger nationally yeah. all the time, yeah.
0: And he's included in it and he's like, And Stop. his name's mentioned and everything is yeah.
1: uh, Idiot Incompetent <laughs> Fire Chief. Yes. And he's like, God damn it, I'm...
0: I think it's like that handling right. razor, where it's uh, by stupidity rather than malice. Okay, do you know.
1: And the uh, the the disappeared uh, uh, private investigator who went to Kentucky, capital city, Kentucky. Oh uh, you could well capital city. You could have got <laughs> big you, lights. You could have got clipped. You know, mm. you're poking around in the
0: wrong spot, and you're like,
1: eh, yeah, what are you doing over here? You private dick, see? Eh? man, are you looking for that Louis Sada?
0: <laughs> like." that's it game over like the the, the, the Louis solder pictures and all yeah, there's people fucking sending in into into Madeleine McCann all the time yes. like that could be any old stupid guy who was like I want to be important for a minute and just shouting some shit but like yeah off the fence the, you know kids were kidnapped Italians kidnapped the the kids before midnight and burned the house down for and either
1: financial or pride motives yes yeah that's it like but okay. we'll never know that's the thing. We'll that's the thing. This unless and, uh, the only way to fix it now is someone has to come forward with some DNA and
0: match it to Sylvia Patton. Yeah, Sylvia Soder Patton. Yeah, that's all. That's all we got. Uh, so that's it for this time on those conspiracy years. that was the Solder children. That's a dark story. It was a dark. It,
1: it was a dark one. Kind of ends sad. You can't you know, really put any kind of hopeful slant on it. You can't. Well, hopefully. No.
0: No. Hopefully, those five kids went on to live like a normal life, not knowing of their past and. You know, reading about you know, oh, those poor missing solder children. I never remember, but like you're fucking ten, of course you're going to remember that part of your childhood. The like. three
1: older ones of the five absolutely would Absolutely. absolutely. Stuff,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for the solder children. If funny thing in that uh, tickles your tickles your mind bones. If you're Lewis Sodder. or even if you're yeah, if you're Sylvia Paxton and you want to <laughs> you want to reach out to us and say like, yeah, those conspiracy guys, we can help. Mm-hmm. Um, or indeed you want to give us a call and we'll talk to you over the over the phone and and put it out to our people. Uh, probably not going to happen though. Um, yeah, if, 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 anything in that, uh, tickled your, your mind bone and you wanted to, uh, reach out to us and give us some information or some corrections or some extra stuff, info at those conspiracy guys is our email. We, we do read everything immediately, uh, takes a little while to reply. We are on social media, facebook.com slash those conspiracy guys, on Twitter at Conspiracy guys, and we're also over on minds.com, oh. uh, which is an alternative now to YouTube because YouTube's getting all, politically correct and, uh, demonetized and stuff like that. And we're on vid.me as well. So vidme, uh, slash those conspiracy guys. You can check us out there too. Yeah. We have a Reddit. We have a Pinterest. We have a Snapchat. We do have a Reddit. Anything that you have out there that you can contact somebody on, we're more than likely probably on it so go and type in those conspiracy guys reach out touch somebody uh but just ask first yeah and uh we also have a patreon that's the lifeblood of the show uh we couldn't be doing it without you patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys if you want to get some behind the scenes stuff we have a little video from this show uh from the the newest show that we just recorded for the conspiracy guys big show and uh have loads of you get the uh, inside track Yeah, loads of little vlogs and loads of little videos and uh, bits and pieces like private jokes and uh, extra outtakes from the shows. And you get to go join us on a Google Hangout as well where Mm -hmm. we can talk about this case. You go listen to this and then you're like, I want to talk about it. Oh, Go you get Patreon.
1: a you get a three percent discount at uh, T Public yes. for your conspiracy teas and we stuff. We have a
0: conspiracy T-shirt store as well, T Public and uh slash those conspiracy guys, and you can check all of that information out on our website, thoseconspiracyguys.com. Cool. So that's it for this time. That was the Solder Children. We are those conspiracy guys. I'm Gordon. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening, and uh, let us know what you think of the new cru- true crime shows. Yeah. Please, uh, uh, you know, give us thumbs up. Give us some tips. Too long, too short, too detailed, too messy. Uh, to unlimited, no, no limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you think anyway.
1: And if you have any requests for, if you if you've heard of a crazy murder mystery yeah. that no one else in the world has heard of, let us know. Let us know. Send us a link. Uh, so thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> Goodbye.